Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the Bud Light Studios, Bud Light for the fans on game day. KKSC FM HD1, Broomfield, Denver, Boulder. Home of the Nuggets. That was pretty. The Avalanche. That's as pretty as the game of hockey will get. And Denver Sports Talk. Altitude Sports Radio. 92.5. You've got Dempsey and Company. Altitude Sports Radio. 92.5. Turn it up. Chance, who's this? Deftones, baby. Deftones. Tony, I got to get you to a show with me. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. I'll be there. The Roots were here on Tuesday. I, I didn't know. even know. I know. Angry. Ugh. I would have gone to that by myself. <laughs> I, 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 and and it would have been, been awesome. Yes. It would have been definitely incredible. All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, look, Chaz, right prior to the break, I was going to make this comment about the roster. Prior to the season, I, about the time that Russell Wilson came to the Broncos and he was traded to the Broncos, there was a lot of thought that this roster was just maybe a step or two away from being legit contender status. Like you, you, you bring the piece that you needed in the most, which was the quarterback, and that alone should get you to be a playoff team. Now getting from the playoffs to the Super Bowl is a, is a different story and, and might require a couple of extra tweaks. But what this season has shown us is maybe the, the roster wasn't as good as we thought it was in the first place. And I don't know where you came in on that in at the beginning. Uh, I thought the roster might have been good enough to be um, at least a playoff roster, but it doesn't appear that that was the case regardless a healthy roster is is pretty good Mm -hmm. with an addition of a quality quarterback look all that said injuries are not an excuse they can't be an excuse if your quarterback is still healthy yeah and you're you're if your franchise excuse me if your franchise quarterback is still healthy at this point of the season and you're this bad yep it's your quarterback Mm-hmm. It's not injuries. It's not your defense. It's not. It's, it's not coaching. It's your quarterback. Period. Look around the league at every team that's struggling, and they're having quarterback struggles. So, I understand that you know injuries are not fun. But I, unfortunately, we can we can replace a tackle if we need to. Mm-hmm. I know that we can we can replace a center if we need to. We can get a guard to play center, and we can be functional. Mm-hmm. All right, losing losing Williams was a blow, but Murray stepped in and done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. So, and before that, they didn't even allow Williams to play to his strength anyway because they were giving Melvin Gordon the damn ball. So, look, man, this if this entire season, if we could just like take it and just like crunch it up and kick it into the ocean, I would. But you can't. So they've got to learn from it, and they Russ really needs to be who he says he is. And uh, they better find a coach that can come in here and drop the absolute hammer of God on these guys. 
because it, it was way too friendly and way too fun and way too nice and ELE and and I don't look it, Jerry Rossberg is not that's his name right yep yeah uh, he's not going to be the coach there next year and he shouldn't be and he no, doesn't I mean, need probably to get, nobody is right he, no nobody, none of those everybody's coaches gonna be, go. goodbye everybody uh, and and I mean if I ever will, if ever wants you, to stay if he wa- if he wants to stay he can stay yeah. But I doubt he'll want to stay when his best friend just got fired. The defensive staff. I I got a question, though. When you're bringing in a new coach and you're trying to create this new culture and you're finding someone to lay the hammer of God, as an outsider coming in, how do you establish that respect? How do you change that culture? How do you go scorched earth but also get these guys to respect you as a newcomer? Well, he can't be a newcomer coach. If they hire a first-year head coach again, I'm going to freak out because that guy has no authority. We just did that. We've hired three straight rookie coaches. Go hire somebody with some experience. Go hire Dan Quinn. Do you think Russell Wilson's going to try and punk Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn was there when Russell was a baby in mm-hmm. Seattle. He knows exactly what Russell is. Uncle Buck on the text line asked about Daryl Belville as well. They're, they might be a good – good. where is Daryl Belville these days? I don't even know. I don't even know either. But, he, you know, he was one of those offensive coordinators that got the best out of Russ. But if you remember, like he used to just run through offensive coordinators in Seattle constantly, from Schottenheimer to Bevel, so on and so forth. Dolphins. With Dolphins. Quarterbacks coach, yeah. pass game coordinator. And Tua looks good when he's not drooling on himself. When he's not yeah. Um, which, the, again, Miami is – I played for that franchise, and they are about as shady as you get when it comes to injuries. So this is not – that does not even surprise me a little bit that mm-hmm. that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the Broncos, if look – Russ is a coach killer, bro, and Pete Carroll was just too big of a coach for him to kill. And Pete knew that he was about to lose his job if he kept Russ on on the payroll and got rid of his ass and got a king's ransom for him. And the GM, right? That's that's what you're talking oh, yeah. about when you're in that's, lockstep. Right? They're those, both those guys, guys together. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not one guy working against the other one. You think GP wants Russ to fail? No. no. Is he? He's going to have a harder time pulling that trigger to get rid of him because of the – amount he gave up and the amount of money he signed him to. He wants it to work. So if you bring in a new GM with a new head coach and they're looking at it from a bird's eye view of not just the financial responsibilities of what we owe Russ and making sure everything's good for Russ and we need to make sure the new coach fits with Russ, we need to make make sure the new head coach fits with the Denver Broncos and the philosophy that they're trying to instill in the culture and the attitude. And if the if the player doesn't fit that, the player leaves. Period. And you've got to roll with what the coach wants to do moving forward. We Look, if Russ comes out next year and balls out, I will shut up and eat crow faster than you can put it in front of me. Same way I did with Garrett Bowles. Yeah, and you said you have said before, look, it's 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 not a – This wouldn't be, it wouldn't be unprecedented. It wouldn't, well, I know, but you've, you've said this before. It's not unprecedented that he could turn this around next oh, year. Oh, no, I mean, no. He a, could absolutely I mean, turn it, it around. Yeah. He's not washed. He's the, like he's washed this year right now. He's showing me that he's washed out. Yeah. But he's only 34 years old. He can go get right in the offseason and get his stuff together and figure out how to play football again, hopefully. But, I mean, how many weeks is it going to take next week? Put it like this. If they go out in the preseason next year because they're going to play every game, and if they don't, then the new head coach deserves to, like, absolutely be ridiculed so bad. If he walks in, he's like, yeah, we're not playing any of our guys in the preseason. Like, what? I'm not going to training camp. What's what's the point in even paying attention to it? It's just a bunch of guys out there in, in hooded sweatshirts making millions. I'm sure they're playing in one game. Well, they need to play in three games. No, I'm sure that's not going to happen. You know that's not going to happen. They don't do nobody. Does I don't. Uh, did Patrick? Uh, I don't know. I can't. Did Patrick Mahomes play in all three? 
I, I don't know. But I can't. I, I don't know. Nobody's coming off this problem. I need to know if he can play. So we're going to put him in the first game. We're going to, and if he doesn't like it, then that's a red flag. And we'll put him in the second game too. And if he doesn't like that, then that's a red flag. And if he can't go in and play football at a high level, and he's getting upset about it, and everyone's like, "Oh, we should keep him out because he might get hurt." Well, he might play the whole year for to you for, for you as well and stink. So do you want to figure out if he can play or not, or are we just going to sit back and be like, oh, Russ might get hurt? I don't care if he gets hurt anymore. I don't care. Well, you because have to if care get, about that, though. You do. I don't have to care. Well, but they do. I know you don't, but they do. <sighs> they, they don't. They, do. they shouldn't. They, they have He's, to. He, they can't if they want to run the business correctly. You can't have emotions about this. Yeah. Well, uh, well. If he gets, if they're they're emotionally attached to Russell, we've been talking about this all or, year. Or, or Hackett looked at him like they're not emotionally attached to anybody else. Well, but they but, get okay, rid of the, they get rid of great players around here like hotcakes. They well, traded Von Miller for God's sakes. Okay, but but to your point of. If you're not going to play this one guy, they didn't play anybody. They they wanted to preserve everybody. I, I, that was Hackett's call. I'm yeah. saying if the new coach comes in and everybody else plays but Russ sits because they don't want to get him hurt, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that. Though. And But I don't think Russ wants to play in the preseason either. It just will expose the fact that he can't play anymore faster. Yeah. I, I, so I, if he I, doesn't I play in the preseason, would... the first game of the season is like, oh, well, I guess we're just going to have to take the first month of the season to figure out because it's an extension of the preseason, right? That's right. the way everybody talks these days. Yeah. I get, how much you want to bet that's what they do? I don't think so. I, I hope to God he plays as much as humanly possible so he can figure out if he can play in the system, get acclimated with the players, yeah. make it hard on him to see what he's like. Yeah. Quit catering, well, quit catering to three like he's the first guy that's ever played quarterback in Denver. Well, maybe Knock it off. Well, maybe that's the reason why you play him the last two uh, regular season he games here as play, well. Bro. Otherwise, you just do what the Raiders did and you just say, just sit him down and say, it, it doesn't matter because there's no evaluation piece, right? For Russell Wilson here, right? There's no evaluation piece here. Of there's no there's evalu- an evaluation. Of what? He's not, he pl- this if, might not be the system he's playing in next year. Who cares if, what he does, right? Uh, no, I disagree with that. I, if he's still playing football mm-hmm. and it's not really that difficult and the systems are not that like systems are different. Yes, but they're not that much different. And like he, he, couldn't, he, do, he couldn't do this one, right? Easy throws though, but there's easy throws everywhere. He doesn't take right. The first pass of the game on Sunday oh, on, Super Bowl, on, on, <laughs> on, on Christmas day was a 45 yard pass out of bounds. <laughs> I mean, so that's a decision he's making. That's not him trying to hit the check down or, like, move the sticks. If you watch Baker Mayfield, all he did was take the easy completions all over the field. Yeah. And McVay's looking at him going, look, we're going to run this, and he's going to be open throwing the ball. You're going to run this. He's going to be open throwing the ball. You're going to run this. He's going to be open throwing the ball. And I guarantee you Hackett was telling Russ the same thing. I do, too. And I, my thing is, I bet you Russ went out last week and was like, no, I'm not doing it. And, and Hackett was finally like, okay, F it. And just was like, do whatever you guys want to do. You want to fight on the sideline? Fight. I'm getting fired anyway. What do I care? And bam, he got fired. And what does he care? He's got guaranteed contract money. Thanks, Russ. Three-year vacation. Yeah. Pay this, pay this man his money. I know. He didn't want to go out like that. That's no, not- you don't want to go out like that. But last time I heard, Russ was saying that he's a great dad and an unbelievable uh. Leader and he's so upset that he couldn't. He wished he could have won for him. His money. I wish I could have won for him more, and I wish this, and I wish the season didn't go this way. And man, 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 like, bro, this is grown man time. No, this is an adult league. We're not in the wish business. The 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 part that I think was most eye rolling for me was when he said (laughs) that Hackett was a great football mind. Great football mind. But you didn't. 
But, you didn't respect that mind but you, one iota. But every time he told you to do something, you're like, whatever, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm Hackett and I hear that, I'm throwing everything I have at every TV well, that I have. What What if they, like, really got along great? I know. Like, I, it, I, it just sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Like, what if they? What if he, that's how he actually feels? That he really thinks he's a great football mind and he's the best. And Russ is just out there literally losing his damn mind playing quarterback. He's and an like, amazing coach. Doing things that one of the brighter minds have been around. And <laughs> there exactly. he is. Yeah. yeah. And like Come Russ on. is out there, like just so Hackett comes out and runs like a the first play of the game. They were in like eleven personnel, three by one, and the tight ends isolated, and they have a levels concept to the right, and you have an easy completion. Like, hey, that's an easy six yard route on first down. We'll set us up a second and three. We can maybe take a shot. Yep. Build on it. And the first play of the game, Russ goes back and he's like, nah. 500! And he just throws it up 45 yards out of bounds. And the next play, he's like, hey, screw it. Bobby Wagner, ball, pick. And then the next one, he's like, hey, I'm going to force this one into triple coverage, pick. And Hackett's on the sideline like, I sure am glad we stayed in here and slept on an air mattress this week and game plan for this prima donna. That's, and that's, Sierra's up there like, yeah, go Russ! And he's like, well, that's really the only person I have to, to keep happy out here so all you other people can suck it. That's why that that that's the only reason that's the only area that I'm really I feel bad for Hackett because I think there were instances this season where he drew up good stuff. Uh, for instance, the pick play where KJ Hamler was opening in the end zone and Russ throws it to the square in to the interception. KJ's uh, waving at yeah, him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what is that? Well, I mean, remember he, in, in Tennessee, the first two plays of the game when they were backed up on the goal line, he had Dolchitz in the flat for 15 yards. Yeah. Threw it 45 yards down the field and complete. The second play, he had a check down right in the middle of the field for a first down, threw it left, and got it batted down at the line of scrimmage. with, it, And it would have been pick six if he wouldn't have batted it. Mm-hmm. And then the third play, he got – it was like a, a laser to Judy up the seam, and Judy stepped wrong, and his heel exploded and was out for four weeks. <laughs> Jerry, Judy's having a good season. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. He's having a great year. Okay. He's just soft bones. I can say that, bro. I got ran over by a golf cart dog. I can make fun of whoever I want, okay? Did you break a bone? The break golf, a bone? Golf cart, break a bone? What? No. What? You, you, I don't know. Know, you don't know this story? I, I don't know this story, but wait. Oh, my but God. Wait, but wait. Wow, we're, we're gonna really going to tell yes. this god-awful story on the radio, huh? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll tell it. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> no problem. And we're also going to get Chez's pump up at 11.50, so stay tuned for that. We'll be back more on Dempsey & Company. You've got Dempsey & Company. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. on a Friday morning in the Mile High City. You have Christopher Dempsey and Matt McChesney, Steve Nelson alongside us as well we're going to take you to the top of the hour and that will then we'll give way to phd columbus hastings and dover and they'll take you to three o'clock that'll be lindall crickman and lindall and um that'll be the day that's how we do this on altitude sports radio last day of um, the year <laughs> yeah, well is it, wait well, hold on is it the it, what, what's the actual last day work day yeah it is last work day of the year uh and then you'll hit the nuggets on this air, on our air here tonight, pregame at six thirty, uh, tip off against the Miami Heat at seven p.m. And the Nuggets have 
um, a bunch of injuries that they're trying to get through, and, and hopefully they'll get a couple of guys, uh, a couple of guys back for this game, and then most especially for the game against the Boston Celtics on Sunday. But you know what? I love story time. Mm. It's one of my favorite times. This. It's one of my yes. And so, uh, Chez, floor is yours. Tell right, me, so tell look, us the story. Look, I I don't really like bagging on guys for injuries. I had a ton of injuries in my career, but uh. Yeah, I had an air conditioner dropped on me when I was at CU in a meeting. I, I was. <laughs> Hold on. That's oh, a yeah. whole other story. Oh, We're going to go to a golf yeah, course. No, now you got wait, an air conditioner. Wait. I got West Nile virus when I was a rookie and got cut for failure to report to camp while I was in the hospital. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, you know, just little stupid things that happen, right? So when I'm with the I'm with the Broncos, my first year with Denver, on the last day of training camp, I stepped on Jarvis's foot. Jarvis Moss's foot. He was going half speed and I'm going full speed. Mm -hmm. And he's standing there and I step on his foot and I break my right leg. And I'm I'm on IR the whole year. So that sucked. The next year we come back and they sign Justin Bannon. Okay. And Mm -hmm. Justin and I went to see you together and like played next to each other for three years and won a Big 12 title together. And he was in my wedding party and I was in his and like he's my brother. He still is, but we don't talk to each other much. It's hard to get correspondence to Canyon City. Um, Facts. And that's just a fact. If you want to Google Justin Bannon, Google it, and you'll figure out what I'm talking about. Um, But so him, and he gets signed, and we go out, and it's great night. He signs his contract at at the Nugget game. We're all walling out. We go to Jack's afterwards. We're having a great time, blah, 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 blah. So like a month into it, okay, we have the draft. Mm-hmm. And during the draft, we get a week off. The veterans get a week off while they do the draft to bring in players. Yeah. And it's the draft where they drafted Tebow and Demarius and Zane Beatles and all those guys. Good draft, right? Mm-hmm. And so the day after they drafted uh, Tebow and Demarius in the first round, we went to this bowling thing that Lonnie used to put on. And it's a bowling draft day party, right? So they draft those two, and Broncos country's pumped, and yada, yada, yada. So the next day we wake up. And Bannon calls me. He's like, hey, we're going golfing. And I I hate golf. I hate it. Yep. Like, I don't see the point. I don't want to go. It's hot as hell outside. I'm big. I can't see left. I can't see out of my left eye at all. Mm-hmm. So no NASCAR for me, no baseball for me. Golfing sucks. Like, I can't see. Like, yep. it sucks. So no that, that's another thing that no I was born with, like you. one out of every two million people. Well, just, if you put a stop sign in I just, NASCAR, I could I just, do it. Just, but if it's just, just a constant left that. turn, I can't do it. I'm screwed. <laughs> so if you want to fight me, circle right or run. Um, so so I'm like, fine, whatever, we'll go. So we go down to this this course down, or wherever down in Castle Rock, Castle Pines, whatever it was. And we're on the 11th hole. And, you know, Drinks are flowing, and I'm not much of a drinker. I'm like, he's handing me a drink, and I'm pouring it out and be like, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> and just, you know, like people are partying and having fun. And we get to the 11th hole, and lightning starts popping off in the, in the background. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when I was at CU, because I had such bad luck, every time lightning would come off, Barnett would look at me and just walk away. And I'd be like, that's messed <laughs> up, bro. <laughs> and like there'd be a big people, like everybody would be standing away from me, and I'd be like, this is really not cool, guys. So... So oh, wow. lightning starts popping off, and Billy and Lonnie look at me, and Billy goes, that's Justin Bannon. He goes, lightning, huh? <laughs> we should play best ball. You got bad luck. And I was like, good idea. So we all get up there, and I crush mine right like in the in the rough. His is in the rough in the same area. And it, the 11th hole is like this huge valley that comes up to the hole at the top of the cup about 350 yards away. Lonnie kills his ball right down the fairway. 
and the other guy, Greg, Lonnie's boy that was with us, does a good job hitting his. So we're playing best ball. So I jump in the golf cart with Greg, and, and I'm sitting shotgun, and Lonnie, 300-pound long snapper Lonnie Paxton, and 310-pound oh, yeah. defensive tackle Justin Banner, and the other one behind us. Mm -hmm. And we go down this, like, 65, 70-yard hill, and it flattens out right where the balls are in the rough. Mm -hmm. And I just get out calmly and, like, walk three steps and pick up the ball with my right hand and turn left. And the last thing I remember seeing is Bannon's blue blockers. And he, he hit me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he hit me going, like, at least 60 miles an hour. Oh, no. With all that weight in the cart yeah. right in the lower part of my left leg. It Ugh. ripped my knee apart. I've had six left ankle reconstructions. I had five up to that point. It ran over my back foot, destroyed everything in my ankle. I had another reconstruction there. Oh, wow. I laid into it. My left shoulder, I still can't lift above my head. I had a five-level back fusion because of it. And it ended my career right there. Yeah. And, you know, I was laying on the golf course like, wow, this is embarrassing. I, I didn't really care that I couldn't walk or move and, like, couldn't feel one of my legs. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is really embarrassing. You're like, I knew I hated golf. Like, I, why the <laughs> hell am I out here? But yeah. then, like, it's... And nobody heard about it because I didn't sue him. I didn't go to the media and start a f like a big fuss. Mm -hmm. I didn't call the cops. I'm old school, dog. Things happen. Mm. I was there. It happened. I'm not throwing my best friend under the bus. And mm -hmm. people are like, why didn't you sue him for everything he owns? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Karma. Yeah. Karma, life sucks. Like, what do you mean? You know, like he's in prison now for 16 years. So, like, things happen. It, it's It's – You've got to be able to adapt to them. So, like, when we're talking about all these guys being injured, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, like, I'm trying to lighten the mood when I call Jerry Jones soft bones. Yeah. But I don't want the kid to be hurt. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to get hurt off the field. I don't want anybody to have a life-changing experience. But you wanted to know, so I told you. <laughs> that sucked. I terrible. know. I don't. Now I feel like, like I, I, never, just, I, never I deflated it. the room. I never played it again. <laughs> it sucked. I know. I'm like. It's a bummer. And the worst <sighs> part about it was. McDaniels, the next day I was in the training room with Greek trying to figure out, because I was in the hospital all night, mm -hmm. and then I, when I, I went home for a couple hours, and then I drove to the facility the next day to, like, see Greek and figure out what the hell we're going to do. Because this is right, no one's there, right? Because it's the draft. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the training room, and I've got ice all over me, and, like, Greek's trying to look at the MRIs and stuff, and McDaniels walks in and goes... Puts his head in the door and goes, hey, Chesney, golf cart, huh? And starts laughing. And mm. I, I went off. Yeah. I was like, F you, McDaniels. You're a piece of S, yada, 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 yada. I went in. I put everything in a trash bag, threw it over my hand, or threw it over my back, walked out, put it in my trunk, and left. Mm. And that mm. was it. So, look, the NFL is a shady-ass business, and you better get yours while you can get it. And all I'm saying is – when we're talking about injuries and players and fans and opinions, that's one thing. We're not attacking anybody as a man or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if Jerry jo if Jerry Judy wants to prove to me that he's a 16-game player, 17-game player at receiver, we'll give him an extension quick because mm -hmm. he can play. Yeah. I just need to see it. Yep. If Russell Wilson wants us to get off of his ass and he wants to wish in one hand and crap in the other one, like, show us. And, bro, we – if you think it's bad right now, turn it around and be 11 and 6 next year and, and get in the playoffs. Yeah. And go to this Pro Bowl or something and see how, how much you're is. embraced. Yep. Exactly. Like watch Bronco Country open their arms and embrace you, but they are don't embrace losers, bro. Yeah. If you come here and you underachieve and you're in a power position, you can come here like I, I was here for 2 years. 
Didn't play much. I was on IR twice. It sucked. So I ended my career. But people are still like, hey, play for the Broncos. Great job. We love you. But I wasn't the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson's a $250 million Super Bowl winning quarterback. He can't walk in here and expect to be treated like a backup guard. Yeah. Like, bro, the standards higher for you, if you don't see that and realize that, then we're in trouble. Yeah, in a city, we know what it looks like. We know what winning looks like here. Super Bowls, we know what that looks like here. Great teams, great play. And this has fallen, obviously, well short of that. Um, All right, let's get to our NFL burning questions of uh, what is this week? What are we in week 16? The this, end of the year. This used to be the final week of the season, and it is not the final week of the season. Um, let's just start in, well, with Buffalo and Cincinnati, because that Monday game night, baby. in Monday night football, I mean, is, is, are we looking at the game of the year here? Is that, is that what we're looking at or just one of them? I, I think it's one of the best games of the season. Yeah, the the uh, the Minnesota Buffalo game this year was pretty outstanding. You know, it's, you're going to get foot, good football games, but this is a matchup that's like, this could be the AFC title game. Yeah. So this is about as good as it gets. You get Joe Cool against Josh Allen and good defenses and good running games and elite receivers and dudes everywhere. That's what you want. So who's which dudes are going to show up and which dudes aren't? And it seems like Buffalo's been in – they've been involved in a lot of these really yeah. – spotlight type of game. They're a spotlighted team. They're good. And yeah. they're the number one seed in the AFC. And look, this is bigger for them than it is Cincinnati. Wow. Well, so Cincinnati's still getting a home game. Mm-hmm. All right. If Cincinnati loses this game, they're still AFC North champions. And, you know, they get a home game. If Cincinnati wins this game, Kansas City's the one seed and Buffalo's going on the road in the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. hosting a wild card game, essentially, right? Yep. So if Buffalo wants to get out of the AFC this year, Everybody needs to go to Orchard Park. You know how hard it is to win there in the playoffs? Just ask. Go ask John Elway and Joe Montana and the Oilers and everybody else that had to go through Buffalo in the early 90s. Elway lost an AFC title game. Montana lost an AFC title game with Jim Kelly. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to go there and win. Buffalo on the road in the playoffs when they didn't have the – when they didn't have – I mean, they beat Dan Marino. They beat – can you imagine in the the four-year stretch that they went to the – the Super Bowl, they beat Marino in the AFC title game, Elway in the AFC title game, and Montana in the AFC title game in three of the four of those years. Yeah. So if yeah. you go on the road and buff as a Buffalo Bill, I don't think you get to the Super Bowl. But if they host, it's over. I don't think anybody's going to go to Orchard Park and beat them. Uh, they're tough to beat. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a great football team. Window, the windows of, closing. The sake, I know I was going to say, for the sake of Buffalo fans, I don't think get that done here this year. I mean, year look, because- man, if, if, as a Jet fan, I I don't really like the Bills very much, but my teams are out of it. Yeah. If, if I'm going to look at the AFC and go, look, there's one fan base that would go absolute. you imagine how crazy Buffalo is going to go if they win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about? Years of pent-up aggression. Yeah. Oh, my God. Scott Norwood. Building build a statue at that point. I know they love him there, but then everybody can just forgive him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has Derek Carr played his last game, the last down for the Raiders? Yes, Yeah. unfortunately. And look, this is what McDaniels does. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get Tom Brady to keep everybody there and keep everybody happy. I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae wants out. Josh Jacobs has already declined a fifth-year option. He's going to hit the market. Like, the Raiders could be a shell of themselves next year. They really missed an opportunity this year. And I don't know if it's Carr's fault 
fault or McDaniel's fault. It's probably mm-hmm. McDaniel's more than Carr. Yeah. Um, but in reality, in reality, it's Mr. Davis's fault. It's Mark Davis's fault for not running with Capaccia last year the way they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Or Rick. Rick uh, Bisaccia. Bisaccia. Thank mm-hmm. you. He should have stayed the head coach. They Come on. Everything that team went through last year and they, and they still went made to the playoffs. I know. I know. And then they went and just got rid of the coach and brought in Josh program killer McDaniels. Yeah. I mean, look, Raider, Raider fan, Raider Nation, this is what you wanted. Yeah. And now you're broke and you have to get rid of your quarterback because you can't pay him. This is a financial move, dog. Mm-hmm. They're get, they they're keeping McDaniels because they can't pay him. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of Carr because they own $40 million next year and they can't pay him. So the, the Raiders have this illusion that they're, like, in a great spot where they got a shiny stadium and they're in Vegas and they got all this money, and they're broke as a joke. Yeah. Is Carr any good? <laughs> Car's good. Is it okay? I think if Car plays for the Jets, the Jets are in the playoffs. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm like, I I wouldn't be mad if he's in New York next year. Yeah. Because if they trot Wilson out there again, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, dog. That kid can't play. He doesn't deserve to be a backup. He can't play in this league. He's he's he is an absolute bust. One of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen at, at, the, at that spot. Number two. Number two overall. Yeah. And this is what you are. If the Minnesota Vikings lose to the Packers this weekend, is that saying more about the Vikings or more about Green Bay and their resurgence? I, no one wants to play Aaron Rodgers right now. So I, if, I think Green Bay will beat Minnesota this weekend. And I think Green Bay will beat Detroit at the end of the year. Now Detroit has went to Carolina and crapped on themselves and screwed it up. Well, they don't really control their own destiny anymore. You know, if Green Bay gets in and they're the seventh seed at nine and eight and mm-hmm. they have to go to Minnesota at the two seed, do you think any, like that's the thing. The Vikings are getting stuck with either the Lions or the Packers or the Commanders. And the Commanders aren't going to make it. They won't be they won't beat Dallas next week. So they they'll they'll lose this weekend too. So the Vikings Carson, Carson t- Wentz isn't going to do anything. No, he's definitely not. The, the Vikings are a complete t- scam. Well, that's what I was going to say. They're, they're 12 out, and 3. And done. They're 12 and but they're 12 and it, it's I don't think I've I, I can't remember the last 12 and 3 team. That I've heard this much, there's so much uncertainty around exactly how good they actually are. Well, it's because we've watched them get boat raced. Like, Dallas went to Minnesota and destroyed them. Yeah. I watched them down 33 to nothing against the Colts. Yeah, they won, but you get down 30 to nothing in the playoffs, you're done. You're cooked. Yeah. I mean, there's like two, two circumstances in history of people coming back from that kind of death. That game is going to be on Sunday at 2.25 p.m. Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. And Green Bay just playing, well, they're starting to play really well when it matters. Uh, And if they sneak into the playoffs, I think Chez has been on record here saying before that you don't want to face Aaron Rodgers in a playoff scenario. All right, You're going to have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady primarily in the NFC with their backs against the wall. Yeah. If you're Dallas. But I think of those two teams. Aaron Rodgers' team is more capable of doing something about that. Than I maybe. agree, but huh, just go out there in Tampa and they host Dallas and act like Tom Brady can't pull a rabbit out of the hat for one afternoon, and Dallas will lose again. Dallas hasn't won a road playoff game since 93. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I know. It's Cowboys fans. See you, guys, see you guys later. Stop talking about how good you guys are. I, I can't even remember when the last time you guys Bro, were Dak, actually Dak is legit not good. That guy. Dak is an interception throwing. He's thrown multiple picks in five games and missed five games. Yeah. So yeah. that you go into the playoffs and throw multiple picks, you're cooked. Most of the time, you lose. 
We have a couple of odds and ends to tie up when we come back and also get Chez's pump up. We'll do that. Pump it up! Text Altitude Sports Radio 925-303-504-0925. The Shop Mazda text line. The Shop Mazda text line. Shop Mazda. One price, one person, one hour. You know, his seven-year peak uh, is greater than the average Hall of Famer. Uh, His Jaws number is greater than the average Hall of Famer. And his war uh, per 162 is right there with Hall of Famers at first base. And so, uh, you know, I look at it and think he's he's really going to be close uh, to getting in. And, I, I mean, I sure hope that people look at him and, and have a real sense of it. Now, look, he's not going to be hurting. He made $161 million in his career. And I will tell you that I remember when the Rockies signed him to a contract, uh, <clears throat> you know, people were up in arms about how much money they gave him. But they, they paid him knowing what he was going to mean to them. And he lived up to the contract with the production that he gave. And so, you know, right. for my money, he was a, a one of the most feared sluggers in the game. Uh, and I would I would absolutely vote him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was a gold glove first baseman and won a batting title and uh, hit home runs and drove in runs and was a clutch hitter. He's a 316 career batting average, a 414 career on base percentage and a 539 career slugging percentage the guys that have 300 400 500 in batting average on base and slugging get into the hall of fame uh and so i really hope the writers take a deeper look at him uh and really appreciate who he was as a player because in my mind he absolutely uh should be a a, a hall of fame player here here that was former gm steve phillips on major league Uh, Baseball Network Radio, he was talking about Todd Helton, uh, who will go, I think this will be his fifth go-around in terms of Hall of Fame voting. Last year, he got 52% of the vote. You need 75% of the vote to be inducted into Cooperstown. Um, It is a subject that I think is near and dear to all of our hearts. We all watched Todd Helton play for 17 seasons uh, here for the Rockies and play them uh, with with A, at at, at the most elite level, and then B, with all the class that you would expect of a, of a player who plays in this city, represents his city, and represents an organization. And, of course, you heard Steve Phillips rattle off those numbers. And so the first thing that you'll hear anybody else say is, well, that's really fantastic, but he played in Coors Field. Well, okay, cool. Well, here's what he did as a road player. Road, 4,612 road plate appearances in his career. He slashed 287, 386, and 469 with 142 home runs. I'm going to say that just one more time. Pretty good. Yeah. 287 batting average, 386 on base percentage, slugged 469. Pretty, 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 pretty good. His 855 OPS on the road in his career are higher than Hall of Famers Dave Winfield, Eddie Murray, Ricky Henderson, Tony Gwynn. And George Brett. And he took the Rockies to the World Series. Yeah. Remember <laughs> that, that. he did. Just saying. That he did. I know they got swept, but just getting there for that franchise is like winning. His 386 on base percentage on the road is higher than Hall of Famers Rod Carew, Tony Gwynn, Honus Wagner, Willie Mays, Eddie Matthews, Joe Morgan, Tim Raines, Vladimir Guerrero. A list, this list goes on and on and on. I could just keep saying it. It's like 15 guys on this list. Three gold gloves, five all-stars, four silver, silver slugger awards. 
There is no doubt that Todd Helton should be a Hall of Famer. That's that 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 should be not even in question. But the fact that he played at Coors Field is the only thing that is making it more difficult, even if he continues to garner more percentage of the vote each year, and he's doing that. But this man needs to get in, well, and he needs to get in sooner than later. He was clean in an era that was dirty. You never, you never heard Todd Helton have any steroid allegations or anything like that ever. So I, I, just to put up those kind of numbers and to be relatively looked at as natural – isn't that this entire era of baseball that he played in? Isn't that like the number one like sticking point? That's why McGuire and Bonds and like this is the thing about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Your best players aren't in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens isn't in the Hall of Fame. Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds are not in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa is not in the Hall of Fame. Like modern era players, okay? So I understand that the purists out there are like, oh, well, they took steroids. As a kid in that era... I thought it was awesome. And I'll tell you, if everybody was all juiced up out there, nailing 70 home runs and having home run competitions, and like that's what baseball was these days, I'd probably go to games. Yeah, and yet for Todd Helton, just this saying. isn't. Yeah, th- and that isn't part of Todd Helton's story, as That's you just said. Right? He's not even and close to that. What's holding them back? Well, the, the course just field. Being smug. No, it's, no, it's course field. It's it's they're, course, they're smug. That's no, what it is. It's it's course field. Smug. And and well, yeah, there's smugness about good. You know how, where well, you he where it. he played baseball. I'm right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we wish You'd Todd like Helton. That, wouldn't we, you? We, def- we definitely wish Todd Helton all the luck because. Um, Gosh, he, just he, put him he, in. He belongs. He I want to hear the argument from the other like seventeen percent. That's like, no, he's not good enough. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's just it's it's and it's, it's a bunch of media writers too, right? That's who votes. It's not ex players. Players don't vote on the Hall of Fame, do they? It's all media. Uh, yeah, I believe that's what the, I so believe that's what the case is. Media for the for the Baseball Hall of Fame. So so Dan, it's a bunch of pundits. Man, go yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I mean, look, it's just at some point you just have to understand that greatness is greatness. Put them in the Hall of Fame, move on. And there's so few players that get in every year that that, that it it becomes a a little bit of an issue for sure. All right, now I just want to get into a couple of quick shout outs. Want to give a quick shout out to DU basketball team triple overtime victory yesterday over UMKC, uh, 85 to 83 win. Uh, they're ten and five this season. Uh, if you guys, if you're just looking for a good basketball team to go watch and play, I mean, just get, get yeah, get over to DU. It, it is a they're they're playing really really well. So congratulations to them. Uh, meanwhile, the University of Colorado basketball team went to Stanford and got a win last night. I watched the last few minutes of that, seventy three to seventy. Um, KJ Simpson is really just just really good player. Um, Let's go! Yeah, for, for sure. And also, shout out to Tabboy. I didn't say this. This is maybe a week or so ago old now. Uh, he became the program's all-time winningest coach. Uh, so shout out to Tad Boyle of just being really, really good for a lot of years and keeping that uh, basketball program very consistent. Meanwhile, Colorado State is looking to get back on the winning track. They play Saturday against San Diego State. They've lost two straight games. I watched their game against USC. That was a tough loss for them. They didn't shoot it very well. Then they went to New Mexico, and New Mexico's back being good again. I remember I've been down to the pit before for to cover games, and they were awesome. But that, that hadn't been the case in recent years, not, not to the degree that they were good in the past, but uh, they're ranked in the top 25 uh, and they beat Colorado State the other day. So uh, Colorado State is looking to bounce back. So just a couple of quick notes um, locally about all those kinds of things. All right, so guess what? 
Uh, today is the last work day for, uh, you know, of the of 2022. So congratulations to you all who will continue to be working. At, I, we had a text earlier from somebody who said he's working tomorrow. I'm sorry Bummer. about that. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry about that. That sucks. Yep. Um, <laughs> I know. Look, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, New Year's Eve is I, I have mixed emotions because um, I usually generally don't do much of anything on that night. I just stay away from the fray. But maybe I won't stay away from the fray this year. I don't know. Uh, Chez, should I stay away from the fray? What, what, what should be happening for those who want to get into this this year? All right, let me pump y'all up out here. <clears throat> That's right, little Bill Winters to serenade. <laughs> so it's the end of the year. Maybe things haven't gone your way out there, guys. But you got two more days to make it right. So go out there and don't let her say no, all right? If you're ugly, if you're fat, if you're out of shape, it's okay. They like dad bods these days. Just walk up and just be like, look, this is what it is. You're going on a date with me. And see what she says. You might get slapped. She might say yes. Never know. But you can't sit there and hold on to your ammo. You better go shoot. So that's all I'm saying. Be a shooter over the next two days, especially on New Year's Eve. Shoot your shot. You could be some really hot chick's mistake. And that would be incredible. That would be awesome. If you got to be the, like, it, I, me and my boys go out and, like, they're all regular bankers and I'm me. And they're like, well, you're the hog of the group. And I'm like, I could be someone's mistake. This is going to be kick-ass. <laughs> so, all you guys out there, if you're in the bar, if you're at over at Shotguns, whatever you're doing this weekend, you're at the Nugget game on New, on New Year's Day, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, baby. All she can say is no. Shoot your shot. I'm doing it. Shoot your shot. It don't matter if you're ugly. It just matters how you can move, baby. Listen to Bill. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Listen, you can let this breathe. This is a quick second. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Congratulations, everyone. You made it to the end of the day, the end of the weekend, the end of the year. We hope it was a good one. We hope next year will be more oh, just better than what it was this year. Because more, more what better. do we do? Yeah, I was going to say more better, and then I was like, we don't want to go out. We don't want to go out of 2022 on that, on that note. I hope 2023 is more better. <laughs> we don't do that around uh, here. We're going to get Dempsey a uh, dictionary. A dictionary and <laughs> enunciation and grammar and all the things. Uh, it's going to be hard for you if you walk up to her and you're like, you know, I think it could be more better if you came with me tonight. She's going to be like, what, is this yeah. guy speak English? She's like, like, that's not the shot that I wanted to shoot. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Oh, Have a great weekend. Whoa. We'll see you in 2023. Hey!